This is a special edition iFanboy podcast on DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Can I fix it and still care? Can I run and you'll be there? Wishing I could run and hide. Hello, welcome to the special Shania Fanboy podcast on DC's Legends of Tomorrow pilot part one. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. We did a show on most of the major DC shows, which it seems like there's a new one every week. But we did one on Flash, we did one on Gotham, we did one on Constantine? Did I, I didn't do it on Constantine. I didn't watch that show. Whatever. We did it. We did. Yeah. We've done some shows. We figured, why not? Let's talk about DC's Legends of Tomorrow, since since Ron and I were excited for it. We're big fans of the Flash and Arrow, and and uh, also this is sort of the first superhero group show. Yeah, this is the first team show. Um, yeah. Although they're all teams. Sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, but the ca- the cast of uh, Arrow and Flash have been inflating. But when they started, they weren't team shows. Right. So we're gonna talk about the pilot. If you haven't seen it, there'll be some spoilers, uh, but not you know not really. Nothing's really gonna spoil you. <laughs> so uh, if you're worried about that, pause the show, come back. So this was part one. This is a two part pilot. So the second part is the following week, just days after we release this show. This is from producer Greg Berlanti, who has about 15 TV shows on the air currently, but he's the one behind Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. along, along with some other non-superhero TV shows. Let's just get right to it. So this spun out of the Arrow and the Flash and, crossover. Yeah, so. there, yeah, this spun out of both Arrow and the Flash, because it's taking yeah, from both, right. both sides of things. Yeah. So it, there was an Arrow and Flash crossover just recently, in which they fought Vandal Savage, and they brought together... You know, all the heroes from both shows, including Firestorm and Hawkman and Hawkgirl. And they thought they had dispatched Vandal Savage, but in fact they had not. So in this pilot, it opens up in which Rip Hunter, the Time Master, brings together his team of heroes to chase Vandal Savage through time to try to defeat him. And that's sort of the general setup of the show. Ron, what were your overall? What were your general thoughts? Well, well, it's it's funny because as we we've we talked about this in the past, and and anybody who knows us, whatever knows, like I'm we we talked about in our year end wrap up. You know, both you and I were big fans of Smallville back in the day, and I've been a big fan of Arrow, and then a, a bigger fan of the Flash. Right. So when they announced when last May when they were doing pilot season, and they announced they were going to spin off this show with this you know cast of supporting characters at best right on right. these other shows i i thought i'm like are they tr- are they reaching a bit too high are they this is going to be the test yeah this is going to be this and now i don't know if this is going to be a success i don't know if this will go on i don't know if anybody's going to watch it i don't know if anybody cares but for my hour of entertainment i was thoroughly entertained um probably more so than i want to admit no i i love <laughs> i i watched it twice I mean, yeah partially it was because we were going to do the show and i wanted to make sure to hand it down but sure flash and arrow have two d- different tones even though they're clearly in the same world yeah the flash is a bit more fun it's a bit more silver age e yep and i thought this was much more to that tone than yes Arrow's tone i mean there's the point when the time master reveals his giant ship and they get in this fucking giant spaceship and go and you know fly <laughs> off into the time sphere and i was just like all right we're doing it this is like we're going cosmic level on these shows now <laughs> i just thought it was super fun and the thing is while the cast of the show was all supporting casts of the other shows, yeah, they're all fun actors. 
Yeah. You know, and I like them all together. Victor Garber's really great as Professor Stein. And we're, we're going to get to Captain Cold and Heatwave in a second. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. They deserve their own segment. But Cockgirl and Hawkman really have grown on me. I, I wasn't sure about, especially the actor playing Hawkman. He's German. His name is Falk Hinschel. I wasn't sure about him when he first appeared on, on Flash, but I actually kind of liked him by the end of the episode. Yeah. And I, I think Katie Lotz, who's playing White Canary, uh, was a way better Black Canary than, than her sister is on, on Arrow. Yep. And Ray Palmer, Brandon Roth's Ray Palmer, they've got a great take in him in which he died, or he was thought to have died, and realized for all his money and his com- companies and his inventions, he's sort of the Steve Jobsian character of this world. His, his life didn't really mean anything because no one really cared that he died. So I like I like him sort of pursuing that angle. Yeah, and that's a good angle. That's really the whole. I mean, like w- what I thought was interesting about this is that yeah, you're right. I mean, like you summed up a lot of the the, the characters there. Um, I'm not quite sure what I think of Rip Hunter as of yet, but we can talk about that in a second. But what struck me about this is that it's definitely on the lighter side. Uh, it, it, it aligns more with the Flash, which has a little more humor, a little more silver agey. But this is just wacky. Yes, totally. And the thing was is that like. Like strange things happen to the point where I was like, "Really, they did this, right?" And so, like running down the list, I, I agree that Katie Lotz is a better Black Canary. But now that she's been through the Lazarus Pit and whatever's wrong with her, she's like weird now. She's weird now. She's like freaky now. Who wants to go to the seventies and get weird? Yeah, exactly. I do. I definitely do. Exactly. So there was that, and then uh, when they go back to the seventies for whatever reason, only some of them can go do what they've got to do for the mission, and so they they tell White Canary and and Captain Cold and Heatwave and and other have a firestorm to stay in the ship. Of course, they don't. So they go to a bar, and in like that that whole bar scene was very Guardians of the Galaxy. It I was thought totally weird. Right? Wasn't it very because like because basically what happens is is that uh, White Canary, Captain Cold, and Heatwave, uh, Heatwave puts on Captain and Tennille, Love will keep us together, yeah. and they proceed to get into a bar fight while the song is playing. And right. I was like, this seems very Edgar Wrighty, you know? Like it was like, and and you wouldn't see that in the other shows, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then and then also what I thought was wacky and just straight up weird was like so the whole premise of the show it starts off with Rip Hunter recruiting the team and tells everyone that Vandal Savage is going to take over the world in 2166 and they are this team of people are legends in the future and he you know they're, they're heroes and they need to come together and help him now and turns out that's a complete lie. Right. He and I get it. You gotta you know motivate him or whatever. But playing off of the Brandon Ralph that his life is inconsequential. All these people don't matter and have no impact on the future. That's why they can come together. So there's that. And then he basically lets everyone, gives them 36 hours to decide if they want to come with. And we see each kind of person going and having their little conversations. And it was all kind of by the book, except for the fact that Victor Garber then roofies the other half of Firestorm. (laughs) I don't want to do it. Okay, just drink this for a second, and then we'll finish this discussion. And it was just like, I was like, really? Did he just roofie him? I was like... (laughs) He waves into it. Yeah, exactly. Don't yeah. judge you, man. <laughs> I mean, it just so there were just weird decisions like that that I thought were just odd. But like that said, I liked it because that's not like anything else that you're watching on TV. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought there was a nice balance. I mean, because there was some serious bits in it. So when they go back to the 70s to find these expert of Vandal Savage, and they want to talk to him bef- right before he dies so they don't disrupt the timeline, which I thought was a neat little yeah. device. And turns out he's the son of Hawk Girl and Hawkman in one of their lives. I thought that was a nice little emotional beat, and when he realizes who they are, and when he's dying on the ship, and he gives her the necklace with the ring on it, I thought that was a really, yeah, really sort of sad, sweet moment. But, but it's it is mostly wacky and and fun in the flash vein, but every once in a while there's some, some nice stuff to punctuate it. I thought, 
I love the design of Time Lord, where he's sort of dressed like a sci-fi cowboy. Yes, yeah. Down to the six-shooter, la- the laser gun. Yeah, exactly, which is kind of cool. So in the comics, Rip Hunter wasn't British, was he? No. Okay, so that that's a deviation that they're making here. In that, you which know, good, um, it's kind of like it gives the whole team sort of a different. Right, you know, they're all, and, and they're all sort of different people. And I noted that instead of the time sphere that he travels in, we get a fucking ship, yeah. uh, which I'm cool with because how are you going to fit this whole team in? You know, like, and, 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 you know, and it's fine. I mean, like that, that you know, that was amazing. Yeah, but I, and if you follow the DC Instagram, uh, yeah. they, they show there's, there's a lot of Easter eggs that are going to be shown in the ship, like a lot of artifacts from you know, the history of DC Comics are going to be on display. Well, yeah, and that, that's been the kind of thing with, with these Greg Berlanti shows with The Flash and, the, and Arrow. They they haven't really shied away from Easter eggs and, I don't want to say fan service, but from things that get people like us excited right. to the point where it's kind of like, all right, I get it. There's more than one channel than Channel 52. Like, right, all right. Right, right, right. You know, and so, like, this is a real opportunity to have fun with it. And plus, also, time travel. I love time travel. Right. And it just, you know, like, I, I, you know, like, I think, you know, like, give each one of these characters the own show like the flash and the arrow i don't think it works no but together absolutely i see it working and the mix of personalities is, is so much that you can really play with the different eras yeah you know what yeah. happens when you go really far back and one of your heroes is black you know what's that yep. gonna be like or a woman you know and it's just gonna be you know because we already know they're going back to the old west for one of them yeah they're gonna meet jonah hex it allows for a lot of different kind of stories that you just can't tell on a you know on a st- yeah. on just a linear TV show. Yeah. I, I love the mix. Let's talk about <laughs> Captain Cold and Heatwave, oh. who have showed up in Flash quite a bit, and they're played by Wentworth Miller and uh, Dominic Purcell, who were together on Prison Break and will be together again on the revival of Prison Break because every show is coming back. Yeah. Sometimes I think what they're doing is terrible, but other- most of the time I think it's brilliant. And I know they're probably very polarizing because they play their characters way over the top but i kind of love it well well the, th- the thing is is that like heatwave i can i can give or take he's yeah. he's very he's very primal he's very savage he's yeah. very you know like it's it's you know it's it's uh, like uh, it's fine you know like whatever but what, what like i didn't watch prison break i don't know much about wentworth miller right. but what he's doing at captain cold is possible like whenever he's on the flash i get excited it's you want to give him an emmy right now it's the way it's the it's the the the, the cadence and the what he's doing does he talk like that normally or is no. he doing it no 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 he's doing this for the character oh my god it's great it's so good and like and the and the the motivation and the idea that he's looking out for himself and he's he you know just is a thief and just wants to rob stuff but has a code yeah. and you know i think i feel like they've handled that really well in the flash like he knows barry's secret identity but isn't telling anybody and but like e- even throughout all this just like when you know that when heatwave and and white canary and him are going to go get go to the bar when they're stuck in the 70s and and the half the firestorm kid wants to go and he's like nope sorry kid i, I said i'd look out for you you're staying here you know like it's just like <laughs> that's what makes the flash feel so interesting right because they have yeah. a code they're not completely evil Yep. You know, there aren't jokers. They're a bunch of bank robbers, mostly. Who, who yep. That's what makes them interesting as part of this group because they are, they're not purely good, for sure. And they're not purely bad. So you actually never know how they're going to react in a situation, yeah. which, which side of them is going to come out. And they're just fun. I was talking to our friend Mike, who's also an actor about it. He's like, it is really exhausting to keep that kind of acting up yeah. all the time. He's like, they must be, he's like, first of all, they're really committed because they're, you know, they're always on this level. Yep. Yeah. But also, you can tell they're having the time of their lives doing it. Right. Yeah. They're just super fun. Like at first, when they first showed up, showed up on Flash, I thought, "Oh, I don't know about this." But then now, yeah. I just kind of love it. 
Oh yeah, no, it's great. And and then the thing is, is that what? And, and this is the only thing that makes me worry about it is that on the Flash, they they show up right. every now and then, right. and it's right. just a taste. And it's a the the way he talks, you know, like you know, like I just love it. But this is going to be week in and week out, and I'm hoping that the the ensemble nature of the cast will give the tempering and the and the the separating that that I need to still make it not be super annoying. Rip Hunter's clearly the, the main character. And the Hawks are clearly, you know, because because of their connection to the Vandal yeah. Savage. So I yeah. feel like those three are going to have the majority of the screen time. Yeah, I think they 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 must know they can't overdo it with these two guys. They yeah, they've got it. Yeah, they've got it. And and I feel like and I feel like you know you, Brandon Routh and the Adam yes. is a big he's a big dominant personality on it. And then um and then after that you've got Victor Garber who is all about the time travel and the exploration right. and who I love Victor Garber and it's great to see him in this kind of thing. And he look I mean he looks energized in this as well. Like it's kind of you got to imagine what these conversations are like when they're pitching it or when they're going through the first table read. Right. And it's got to seem ridiculous. And like the thing is is that like that's the thing we see. I don't know if it's just because we read comics or we like it or whatever, but like going back to when we enjoyed Smallville, like we knew it wasn't good, right? Like it's not, it's not, it's not, it's like not watching Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's not quality. I mean, like, but the thing is, is that it's bubblegum and it's it's, fun. it's fu- fun. Exactly, it's fun. Yeah, you have so. to have a spectrum of entertainment. Everything yeah. can't, if the only things you're watching are super high level, you know, dramas, then that's gonna be boring. Yep. And and I feel as if you know, so we we find out that Rip lie, that Rip Hunter lied to all the all the characters, and even despite that, they they just they turn around and say, well, we don't mean anything to history. Well, we're going to change that. We're gonna right. we're gonna matter. So which I thought is great. And then you also find out Rip Hunter got kicked out of the Time Lords because you know because he's taking his deviation. So we got that kind of he's on the run kind of aspect. I mean, there's a lot of pieces on the board that are interesting um, to watch. And I actually uh, the Vandal Savage character, the guy playing Vandal Savage, I think is great. Yes. He's very menacing, and he- yeah, very, very menacing. I think it's it's going to be a good foil, and you know, knowing what they could do with the um, with the concept, I think it's a I think it's going to be a ton of fun. And I mean, that's why we were saying like this is they, they, this first episode was listed as part one, but I didn't feel as if like this felt like a self contained episode. It was just like this is the first episode. Here we go, and right. I of course you know the second episode you know like kind of on a cliffhanger, but not like, it's not like we are incomplete talking about it here. You know, like I feel as if they gave us enough to go off of, they set the, they set the pieces on the board, set the, you know, the conflict in motion, gave you a little sub conflicts in between, you know, in between everything. And now just have fun. And, and that's what, that's what it looks like they're doing. It's interesting for me. The, the biggest draw is the personalities of the characters, because like, like we said earlier at first, when they announced this was the show they're doing with these characters, I was, I was like, well, why not? You know, some more, you know, recognizable characters. But yeah. I actually really like this mix. You have, you know, a couple of nerdy guys. You've got the really un- unstable, unbalanced martial artist. You have the Time Lord. You have the Hawks. And then you have the hero the, on the other side of Firestorm who doesn't really want to be there. Yeah. And then you have the crazy, you know, Captain Cold and Heatwave. And it's actually a really good mix of personality types to keep them interesting. And you have the good-hearted wanting to be a hero with the Atom. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that said, my, my, my only my only gripe about this was the scene when they all gather in the parking lot to to, to, to leave with Rip when the, the ship picks them up. N- no one has anything. Right. <laughs> no one has anything, and then they I'll take bring, off. Bring it back. You've gone for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. No, not only that, but like then they take off, and then Adam's got a suit, and White Canary's got her outfit, and like, right. you're just like, but whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So. <laughs> you would just think for a Time Lord, he would have a supply of costumes, co- or- clothing. 
era appropriate clothing. Like so, they were walking around the seventies in their in their clothes from two thousand sixteen. I was like, really? Yeah. Even Doc Brown knew you needed to have a suitcase full of do- of money from different time periods. Right. Which we never found out how he got that money. By the way, that's a that's a plot hole. Yeah, it is a plot hole. <laughs> ten, ten plot holes of Back to the Future you didn't see coming. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be fun. You know, this has got to be a really expensive show. Yeah. At least for the pilot, it was chock full. I liked the. Was it um, Kronos who attacked them? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, that was the one thing. That, that was, yeah, so Kronos is a bounty hunter you know, that works for the Time Lords, going to get Rip and, and runs into them, and so there's a big battle with that. You got not one but two Star Wars references when talking about Kronos. There was. Now, if you're, <laughs> if you're a bounty hunter named Kronos, you kind of have to work for the Time Lords, right? Right, I guess so, yeah. Because yeah, your think, name is Kronos. Yeah. There's no really other option. I feel like that kind of limits you, kind yeah. of. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to work for you. Well, we're going to lowball you here because you have to work for us because your name's Kronos. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to how they can play with the different eras. They can go into the future. They can go way in the past. Yep. And then you can you can do that. You know, they're already going to do it by having Jonah Hex show up. But you can run into other DC characters that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting and fun. And I don't, you know, I've heard rumblings around that this is going to end up only being one season or so because of the cost. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, if people start watching it, if it does, then they'll they'll go with it. And the thing is, is that like it, they keep. Pushing the envelope, Greg Berlanti and his crew keep pushing the envelope with what they can do with these shows, and it keeps working. And so, you know, and I don't see this as a disaster. I don't see this as a miss. I, I don't had see a lot of fun with this. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it was but. also great. I was thinking about this as I was watching the second time. Was I was like, um, you know what? As much as I'm enjoying this, it's really kind of a bummer that Captain Cold's not going to be on the Flash. But he can be. That's the thing. He he can be. But also, there's a point in the pilot where they both say, "We're here for now." Right. Yeah. At any time, they could just pull the plug on these guys and say, you know, we're out of here. Send me back home, and then they get right. replaced by other characters. But then, and then, but then also because it's time, they could be dropped off right the moment they left, and nobody would ever notice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it it, it definitely gives you a lot of flexibility, which I like. Which is, uh, you know, and and I just, I mean, honestly, it's like the Captain Cold might be my favorite character from the Flash. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's great. So I'm not, I'm not going to say no. I don't want more of him. You exactly. Know? So I, I yeah. just think that it's really heartening that we're in this sort of really fun era of superhero media. Yep. You know, as as dour as the movies that DC makes are, the shows are so much fun. I mean, I'm not surprised because Flash is is more popular than Arrow is. Yeah, but I'm glad that they went in that sort of lighthearted, silver agey direction than they did the other one. Well, you could, you couldn't with, you couldn't with. I mean, Arrow is dark, and you don't want you your know, deadly serious time travel story. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I'm kidding, Ron. But uh, you know, I mean, I, I think that I, I think that they're embracing the light where they have to, and using the dark where they have to as well too. Is there anything you didn't? Is there anything you didn't like about the pilot? The thing I didn't like about the pilot. I mean, I like I said, Rip Hunter kind of graded on me every once in a while with the accent and all this sort of stuff, and it's hard not to make the Doctor Who kind of comparisons with the ship and all that sort of stuff. But you know, they gave a motivation for wanting to go after. Um, I want to say Kang wanted to go after uh, <laughs> Vandal, Vandal Savage. Savage. You know, so like, so by the end of it, I liked Rip Hunter more. Oh, the other the other thing I didn't even notice is that the uh, the ships. AI is Gideon. Oh, I meant, yes. Yeah. So, I, you know, we've seen Gideon before as the reverse Flash's sort of robot sidekick, and I, I had assumed he was some sort of AI program. But now he seems more like, like Siri or Cortana. Yeah, yeah, or Cortana. Yeah. Yep. So, is, so does everyone in the future have a Gideon? 
I guess. Who knows? I mean, like, or is this this, or is it the same Gideon? Then does 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 Thawne? I want to go back and see what year Thawne comes back from. Right. Is it before twenty one sixty six? Is it is somehow related? Well, we'll get more info this week in the Flash. I was going to say, yeah. If you're if you're current on the Flash, you saw that that Thawne re- has returned now to the present day. So will will they tie these together? They love to do the crossover. So will we get a crossover of all three shows? Like, I can see if they're all really successful. Yeah. Absolutely. At some point, either later in the season or next season, getting like a massive three-part crossover going. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But so, I, if everyone has a Gideon, if Gideon is just like like Siri is in my phone, are you saying in the future they can't customize Gideon with different names and different voices? Yeah, I don't, well, who knows? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, that, that's that's what makes me think that it's the same Gideon. Mm, because I would th- I would think that you, you could customize the blue face and change the name or whatnot. Uh, yeah, that was a neat. I was like, "Ooh, it's the same thing!" I got really excited. Like, I love when they do that because it has to be. It has to be on purpose. I mean, not, I'm not saying it's not an accident, but it's either it's either the same Gideon or everyone in the future has a Gideon, which is just right. weird. Yeah. Well, well, we'll find out. I mean, that's why you got to tune in, Connor, to find out. <laughs> All right. So, well, I know. So I'm on board. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that that the season goes well. I'm gonna enjoy it, and you know, we'll see where it goes from here. I mean, like I said, like I I it did not. I went into it skeptical and came out uh, liking it way more than I thought I would. Is there a character you'd wish to see on the show? I'd wish to see on the show. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're more the DC guy. Well, I mean, obviously, you, you have to remove the big ones because they're not going to be. Yeah, of course, those, yeah. But I would like to see somebody like. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, it'd be really, it'd be really, actually, be really trippy to do like the Legion of Superheroes. That that would be neat. I, I, given Rip Hunter and the connection in the comics and stuff like that, I wouldn't. I would like to see Booster Gold. There you go. That'd be pretty neat. And or Ted Cord. That'd be pretty neat. You know. Well, they've, they've been setting up. Cord. Cord in the yep. regular shows, but Booster Gold or. I, there's also rumblings again. They're going to have Constantine appear again, oh. or like something wacky, like the Phantom Stranger. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean, that doesn't really fit in time travel, but he's or or uh, Zatanna. Zatanna, would, yeah. Like there's there's all kinds of really great characters they can they can have. Make, yeah, they can mine that C and D list uh, yeah. like so much, so much. I think it'd be fun because when when the Legion of Superheroes showed up in Smallville, it was fun. But I can I would be great to go to their world just see. You know, yeah. hundreds of them flying around and deal with that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. All right. yeah. Well, there's all kinds of things we could do. If you watch DC's Legends of Tomorrow and want to talk about it, you go to fanboy.com. There'll be a post for this show. You can talk about the show there, what you thought. And then when the second part of the pilot comes out, you can talk about it there as well. And uh, I don't, yeah. you know, I had, a good, I had a good time. Yeah, I had a good time. I give it, I give it a thumbs up. I give it, I, gave it like a, I give it like a B plus. How about you? In terms of enjoyability, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. What it, in terms of no overall, I give it a B plus. Okay, uh, yeah, I give it a solid B. Okay, uh, that's fair. You know, I I loved it. I, I watched yeah. it twice, and I didn't get bored a second time either. So there All you right, go. Cool. There it is. Uh, and so until next time, which our next special edition show should be for Deadpool. Deadpool, you're right. Yep. I was, was going to say Batman vs Superman, but I no, Deadpool in a couple of weeks in February. Deadpool in a couple of weeks. We'll be back then. Until then, you can check out our weekly podcast, the Fanboy Pick Week Podcast, where we talk about the week's books. Until next time, I'm Connor. And I'm Ron. Can I be a part of you? How to get there, what to do? Can I get there from inside? Of all the ways I could have tried.